This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. What do you got on tap for us tonight? Well, it's a series that I've been reading for a couple, couple of years now that finally wrapped up with this fifth volume. I'm talking about um, Kieran Gylan and um, Dan Moore's Once and Future, a series whose first volume I picked as one of my favorite titles as of for 2020. Now, even though I haven't picked like, you know, successive volumes, like, you know, f- as part of my best of list for, for successive years, don't think that doesn't mean I haven't appreciated, you know, what they've been doing it's like in, in the years since then. This has been a consistently, you know, witty and funny and clever series that, you know, maybe not, you know, hasn't transcended into like, you know, all time, like great status, but it's been like good fun that I've been, in, that I've enjoyed reading, you know, from, from beginning and to end as well. Spoilers for what I ultimately think about how things wrap, wrapped up. But as far as how the series goes, well, this this is a title about, you know, it's like a, a, a hapless British academic um, like named, named Duncan, who it's like, you know, he's just been, you know, living living his life, just, you know, being a, like, like, like a modernist teacher, it's like in his, like in, like in his, in his academic society. And also, you know, like also having to deal with his, his mother, his grandmother, um, like, um, Bridget, who is just, you know, initially we get, we we're, we're told that she, she's kind of, you know, typical over, overbearing, just like type, you know, type type grandmother is just you know making sure that you know her, her like her like her grandson is just you know living living his best life and just you know just doing whatever whatever she says and like attending to her needs as she lives in like a in an old folks home. Um, things though take a turn, however, once she um here here's a uh, like here's a news report about how this uh, like how this academic how someone has been killed on this academic research assignment like after they recovered this mysterious you know scabbard it's like on that was um it's like that that was recovered like during this like academic dig well bridget then like so like realizes that you know this this uh this thing is like you know far more important than initially like initially thought it's like and so when she uh, you know calls um like uh like calls duncan back from his date from a uh, like a disastrous date because he's you know, just spilled wine all over this, like this one, this one other fellow academic rose, like her, like, like her dress, like, well, like he's, he's just wondering, you know, what, like, Graham, what are you, what are you talking about? What are we needing to do here? It's like, well, she's basically called him because she needs to, like, have him uh, uncover her, her stash, her stash of um, highly explosive weapons, because it turns out that, that Bridget, well, she's been part of a, uh, like a long, like a long family line of people living in the, living in the British Isles who have been whose whose goal has been to like keep everyone unaware of all the feral stories like like nipping at their heels. Basically, you don't you know why like you haven't haven't seen any like stuff like werewolves or vampires or angry fairies. It's like in, in England, well, Bridget and her family is the reason is the reason why. And if you're thinking like, well hey, yeah, you're wondering why are if if you're trying to like keep like you know stories from like influencing why people think like uh, what people think about how the world functions. Like if like if people like you know know how the world really is. Like you know would this event affect how how, how things really are. This sounds like a distaff um, version of uh, say, uh, it's like of the Department of Truth. Well, you're not entirely wrong, but this is like more of a uh, it's like you know hey like stories you know stories affect like affect how you influence how you perceive reality. It's like and you know, it's like, and also just, you know, how you, it's like, like how you live, live your life as well. 
So the first volume is basically all about, you know, like Bridget recruiting, recruiting Duncan into the family business of, you know, like of protecting the British, British people from knowing what's really going on in the world. Why does she need to do this? Well, it's because um, her daughter, um, Elaine, I'm sorry, Mary, who is known as Elaine, who is also known as, eventually known as Nimue. Well, she's, uh, you know, like recruit, like um, recruited her son into being, you know, a, a proper Galahad. It's like, because, well, sorry, getting ahead of myself. She is basically, you know, working with people to, um, with certain people to resurrect um, an older version of King Arthur. Basically, like a version of King Arthur who was just like, you know, all about just, you know, keeping like Anglo-Saxons out of, it's like out of, um, out of England. Basically, this is a, this is the version of Arthur who, who hated, you know, white people like encroaching on his, on his territory, but you know, a certain version of white people as well. So, so basically like she is just trying to like, you know, get her, like get, getting good with this, with, with this version, version of, version of Arthur. And also just, you know, like getting, like establishing her son, like this, this version of Galahad, like in order to like, you know, get, get the uh, version of the grail in order to establish this version of Arthur as the real true king of the land. Now it's all about now, now Bridget and um Duncan, like Duncan reluctantly doing this because like his, his um grand grandmother is holding a gun to his head for much of much of the story. Like they're like they're just trying to like you know stop you know stop uh, Mary from doing doing this stuff. And that's and and that's kind of like the uh, thrust of the first first volume. And what made the first volume work for me so much was that we finally find out that you know Bridget's you know overbearing overbearing and arrogant nature. Well, it's less a uh, that's a bug than actually a feature because it turns out that, you know, like she, like, even though like, you know, she eventually got to a point where she, uh, you know, like had, she and her family basically stopped, you know, like um, all, all the, um, all this on um, wild fictional madness from overtaking Britain. Well, like her uh, husband basically suddenly realized that, Hey, you know, like that kind of just kind of puts us out of a job, but you know, what if we did this? And then she shot him in the nuts and, you know, it was like, and that was it for years. And now, like you all, she's having to deal with the consequences of shooting your husband in the nuts, and you know, like what's and you know what's going on for them, like for them right now. So when she, uh, so basically, like, this first volume is just all about, you know, like like Bridget um, initiating Duncan into the family business and stopping the other part of the family who wants to um, keep, like you know, like keep things going for their own sake, and just you know keeping. And just uh, avoid like avoiding that business. Basically, like, like they're like the, one part of the family wants to do this, wants to keep things going, like out of selfishness. One part wants to keep them, wants to like um stop this out of fam familial du duty, and that's that's what the uh, first first volume is. And then when you find out that you know, okay, well, 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 Bridget, you know, she's got her, she's she's a bastard, but she's doing this for, like for the greater good, and you know, it's like it's and, like, and that's kind of like what what got me on like on board with it and also what the uh like we got a lot of other people on board with this because the first volume of this series was phenomenally successful it was originally going to be a six shoot miniseries but the first vol first issue went into eight printings which is something that does not happen um a lot in these these present days so once um once um, publisher on um, boom studios realized that um like there's an audience for this well they basically upgraded um, once in the future from an from miniseries to an ongoing series, 
which is how we get um, the events of Volume Two, where it's like where Bridget and Duncan, it's like are still you know like she's still um, initiating into the family business of you know killing uh, like um, nuisance um, like things in the uh, like in the British countryside, which when he basically which it starts off the run starts off with like you know Duncan basically saying I I, I killed the fairy, I'm never gonna look at a toadstool the the same way again. It's like and it's like and but then but then things get um get get um go bad when you re, when um when Mary's um son Duncan basically undergoes a siege perilous um treat, treatment and basically becomes a monster in service of this like of this original original Arthur and then um the like Arthur and like his you know Merlin like because Merlin showed up in the post-coded sequence the first volume Merlin shows up and basically realizes that, you know the best way we can deal with these you know threats to on uh, this Kurt this new Arthur why don't we just unleash some other you know like um threat prominent English um like heroes and threats against him why don't we just like like bring out um Beowulf it's like and Grendel it's like and Grendel's mom to um, deal with these characters because this is a series all about just you know how do you deal with your deal with yourself when you're when you've become part of the story it's like because because Bridget originally made um Duncan to be um like a Percival like out of out of the Grail myth. That's how he's able to like interfere with the Grail stuff in the first volume. But also it's like he's he was able because he was also part of the story in the first volume, he was able to assume like, you know, be part of the story in the second volume. And um and that's how he basically and that's how he basically assumed the uh like the like the Gret be, be Grendel, sorry Don, be um Beowulf in the second volume after defeating defeating him through um heavy heavy arms the application of heavy arms stuff and it's like and it's like and and even though it's like it's all it's all interesting about how seeing like you know these characters assume parts of the story it's also all about you know there's like this family drama because while um bridget you know it's like is like has has her own like like opinion about how all how the fam her family was um, meant to like like assume like their their role in like defending like um britain from like from these uh otherworldly threats well it's like you know her like like her daughter it's like well like she, even though it's like she like had her own thoughts about how to continue the fam family is business like she kind of like screwed that up and now it's like you know, because um like her son like her son who is galahad is now like thoroughly enmeshed in the story and like doesn't even recognize her well She's got to figure out, you know, how do I, um, like get get him back? How do I get, how do I get my son back here? But also at the same time, you know, she's at odds with her with Bridget, and because Bridget is just, you know, like, hey, I'm just, I, I'm I'm more about just like you know shooting stuff in the head in order to like you know like solve solve problems. Well, you got kind of like a uh, conflict of interest here, and that's kind of what drives the series through, like through volume three, which is when like the grailed business, you know, like gets. Like get, gets real, and even though it's like you know Galahad is able to achieve the Grail in that story, well, it's like he kind of like flubs it at the last minute. But good news is that their version of Boris, actually um, Boris Johnson, the actual um, Prime Minister of England, who basically like takes like on a real part of this story and realizes that hey, you know what? It's like this is like the uh, this is like the thing that this is like the conflict that I can use to find my like my reign as you know prime minister of england like why don't i just you know because 
Boris actually like, you know, finds out about what's really going on here because there's actually a secret accord between um, Bridget's family and the uh, ruling, ruling party of Britain in order to, uh, you know, maintain things. It's like, because while it was established years ago that the uh, Brit, that the, like, that the ruling party of Britain basically realized that, Hey, you know, like there's all this like crazy stuff out in the, uh, out in the world, like um, that could like, that, that could destabilize, you know, like, like life for everyone. We need to like, you know, like authorize like you know some 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 family or some group in order to make sure that you know things things remain normal enter the accord basically bridget's family like has a uh, has a certain amount of carte blanche in order to like make sure that no one in england is, like has is able to like learn about you know what's really going on in the world like all these feral stories that are threatening to undo their nature of reality and um and the and the, and the english government is obligated to uh, help them out to a certain extent because as we uh, learn early learn in volume three they've gotten um a lot of like uh british um like cops have gotten killed over the course of these first two volumes so now um they're like like the, the accords on um, point man james hebbleworth like this is like basically come to uh like um come to rose who is basically like you know basically become Duncan's girlfriend at this point, but also been enmeshed in this, like, like in this business as well. Like she was just saying like, Oh, so we've gotten so many cops killed. You're basically auditing us. Right. And he goes, right. That's it. But what um, Hebbleworth doesn't know in terms of in the course of volume three is that one of his guys is also working for, for Boris Johnson specifically basically wondering what is going on here? What do I not know about? about this business about this accord business and so once uh this guy actually reports back back to boris johnson after having been dragged into the other world like like during some during some business with involving lancelot and dragon and the it's like in the grail castle it's like he basically tells like johnson like oh my god this is what's really this is what the world's really like and johnson is like hell yeah it's like i can use this to like you know tell everyone like this is what the british public really has to be feared fear about and that basically turn turns into like you know while he well johnson basically tell everyone like this is what's really going on like there's there are actual there are actual dragons in britain and that basically allows um like like ancient racist arthur to basically make his like full appearance on the world world stage and drag britain into the other world proper that's what that's where things ended volume three and volume four it's like uh, monarchies in the uk basically starts off with all of england you know dragged into the other world basically this fantastic world where all like all of british all of um britain england's history is true it's like so if you so you've got like not just the arthurian stuff but also um like you know gorgons in bath like fairies around the countryside oh and as we find out the end of volume four hey guess what robin hood totally true as well it's like and it's like and it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of crazy crazy business but it's good but it's good stuff and and guyland does a good job of just you know establishing this the story's being conceit of like you know there are store like like life is a story like there's all and like these stories these stories have rules like everyone's like if you're one to like you know attach yourself to a story then yeah you've got the uh like you can like you know like get 
get your life going in terms of like, you know, how that story, how that story goes. And that's, that's both good and bad in the sense that, you know, you've got like that, that predictable edge about how things are going to go, but also, you know, it's like, you're going to like, you'll want to like, you know, like dealing with like the issues that the, uh, ser- that the story involves, like, like when Rose at, in the course of volume three, basically adopts herself as um Gawain in the, uh, story of the green knight so while she's able to like you know like you know stop the green knight in it's like in in the course of volume three well it's like you know he basically tells her yeah we'll play another game it's like at the end like in one year's like in one year's time so and basically like he's basically just gonna like you know kill her it's like at the end end of one year so how do you deal with that well it's like well, maybe if you've got you know a special magical scabbard, then maybe you do have a way like of dealing with that. Because even if you like, you know you know like you know like the story like is is doesn't play out you know as it has like from time immemorial, like there are still ways you can like you know use it to your advantage in order to like subvert it. And that's that's what I like about the series because even though it's like you know it's basically like showed itself to be like you know aware of like the convention of stories. It's got, you know, like a certain cle- amount of cleverness in terms of how it deals with it, because that's how the uh, the series wraps up in volume five, the waste, the wasteland, because every because it starts starts in the, in the thick of things, because not only have um, it's like have um, Bridget Duncan Rose, you know, drum Robin Hood and his it's like in his anti king bit business. It's like, well, they've also got to like join, like join up against the join with the with the merry men and get access to their fast travel system no joke and how do they do that well bridget's got like a lot of c4 and uh, she knows how to use it against um against little john and his like you know how am i gonna let me let me fight you it's like on it's like on my like on this giant log no point in guessing how that goes after i after i just said but they've also um got to find a way to like how because with all of england um like sucked into um the other world how do we get everyone out of it? Well, you know, maybe if we had some way of ac- accessing, you know, like the waters of forgetting um, with someone who can deliver them like all across the land, you know, maybe if they had, if they could do that, they could like, you know, bring everyone back, which, you know, hey, you know, we've got like a, a water god. Oh, and we've also got access to uh, to Hades as well. huh? So that's, so it's it's cool seeing seeing how they work work that out but also how um it's like how the business with uh like with with mary who is elaine who is nimue um like dealing with you know like how how she's like you know, got gotten her her son galahad you know mutated and you know so so enmeshed in his in his story that she that he doesn't even recognize her as his his mother anymore and also like to the point where he basically like you know believes that you know lancelot is his like it's his real real father and yeah there is a uh, lancelot in this story one who's memorably memorably told um like in volume two that hey like arthur it's like yeah like your your knight you know your knight shagged your wife by by bridget it's like it's like it's it's good it's good fun because gillen is um like he like he's he's a very witty funny writer and, he, and even as as dark and dramatic as things get he uh is never about to let things get just you know like really uh like really morose or or depressing this isn't um die in other in other words this is much more closer to his and uh, mckelvey's success in 
it's like in the wicked and wicked and divine it's like it's it's a good it's a lot of it's a lot of good fun and i do think the story wraps up wraps up re- really it's like really well basically in a way that you know it's like eh, like even if like if it becomes dangerously close to like saying oh no wait it was actually all a dream no it's like it does that in a uh the way that i i generally like and also i think that you know i think the series succeeds in the sense that you know like by the end of it i also kind of was left wanting more as well because to the to uh gillen and Mora's credit and also i do want to say that you know, Mora dan Mora does great work throughout the uh throughout the entirety of these like these um five volumes just just whenever like you know gillen like asked him to like you know like to pick whatever like you know mythological craziness whether it's just you know like ancient like ancient racist undead arthur it's like or it's like it's like or like our grendel come to uh like come to life to kill it's like like to kill his like to kill his beowulf it's like or like or the like the um fairies um who are just being um like uppercutted with um duncan and his um and his regular iron horseshoe the key's just like there to just like you know depict all like all the insanity that um that the story calls for it, and this is great stuff I mean, there was a lot of concern that once that once he became the uh, regular artist on a like on detective comics over the like in like towards the end of the series that people were wondering well is he gonna keep doing the series really is he but I have a feeling that that probably contributed to the series just wrapping up you know with the 30 issues rather than more but I would have liked like to have seen more in fact I really would have liked to have seen just, you know like duncan just like going on some just you know business as usual monster hunting hey hank we're like we're told about him you know fighting against a uh 60s era druid merlin like in other world we're talking about like stories about you know like um war like on werewolves and all and also just, you know what happens when they fight against a vampire you know it's like, i would like to note about that you know just what is the uh like the business as usual like when it comes for the uh so for the McGuire family, that's that's what I like to have seen. And also, you know, even though the series wraps up, you know, pretty conclusively, I still kind of like want to know like, what's going to happen. You know, it's like in the future when, um, it's like maybe when um Duncan and Rose's um kids, you'll find out, you know, what they're like, what they're heir to, even if like you know Duncan and Rose aren't able to actually tell them for reasons that are like key to the key to the end of the story. Yeah, it's like I, I really, I really did enjoy this series, and even if you know it's something I would have, I, I'd say that it's like you know, you know, like greatest of all time, or like you know, best from like you know the writer and artist. It's something I did enjoy, and I love. I'd like to see more of it at some point. You know, even if it's just, you know, like hey, you know, what is you know, what is it like for them to kill, like you know, just regular monsters, just business as usual stuff? Because you know, I appreciate them. Like Gillen and Moore, just like giving us like the business, like advancing the main story with every single volume. It's like, yeah, I, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing seeing a bit of filler, just seeing you know what these people get up to, like in their, like in their da- daily business. And yeah, hey, you know maybe if they want to do a sequel at some point, like Gillen leaves the door open in his af- afterward, but he's a uh, he's a very busy writer right now, and Moore is a very busy artist who apparently appears to have ascended to the A list, like at, at DC. And you know, good for both of them. So yeah, it's like I do do recommend this series. And you know, hey, if they want us to come back to it at some point, even if it's just for like six, uh, six issue, like you know, greatest hits tour, I wouldn't mind that. That'd be cool.
All right. Well, that's pretty interesting sounding uh, set, uh, especially the part where Boris Johnson isn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he's not actually like shown in character. He's just shown in shadow. So <laughs> like, it's made patently obvious, you know, like this is Boris Johnson. And if you really, really hate Boris Johnson, you're going to like seeing what happens to him in this series. In fact, you probably wish it happened to him longer. There you go. See? <laughs> There's all the reason why um, he should read this one. So, all right, cool. Do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Well, we're not actually done talking about Guylan because uh, it turns out that um, his, his event series for Marvel on Judgment Day, all of it is now finally up on Marvel Unlimited. So, yeah, I think I'll be talking about that um, next time. Sounds good. And we'll talk to you all next time on Comic Picks by the Click. All right. Later, everyone.